What's good everyone and welcome back to Kaya's Commentary and if you're new here, welcome to Kaya's Commentary. This is a podcast that offers commentary on pop culture topics, real world issues, anything in between, and maybe even some advice every now and then. Before we get down to it, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Kaya R. Pennington and you can follow Kaya's Commentary on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Kaya's Commentary. Also, be sure to hit the follow slash subscribe button and for my YouTube viewers, click the notification bell so you get notified when new videos drop. Also, before we get into it, if you notice a change in my voice, uh, allergies are indeed kicking my butt right now, so I'm a little stopped up because allergies, darn you allergies, it be that way. Um, so we just gonna have to deal with it, push through. Um, also, because I don't know how long my first segment is going to take, uh, we may only get to three segments today, and that's really actually okay because um, this particular episode is more of a social commentary episode and less of um, reviewing certain movies or TV shows or anything like that. There will be a book review, but for the most part, this is a social commentary episode um and let's get into why this is a social commentary mostly episode um so let's kick into our first segment what drives me slash what's going on in the news where i give my commentary on something that drives me that is also happening in the news that is being covered a lot by news channels um so the screen actors guild slash american federation of television and radio artists or sag aftra um, is going on strike against the Alliance of Motion Pictures and Television Producers, or AMPTP. So, before we get too far into this, uh, this is very recent, this just happened. Not that I want to be one of the first to talk about it, but this is kind of like the industry that I'm breaking into, and I feel it is very important to talk about it. Um, but there is a lot of information coming out, um, Sometimes it's misinformation and sometimes it's actual genuine information. Uh, our strike has been boiling for about a month with the SAG-AFTRA and their contracts ran out about maybe July 13th and they were not able to come to an agreement with AMPTP. And so as of July 14th, uh, they went on strike. I'm recording this July 16th for it to be released that this coming Friday, so whatever date, July, whatever date that is, let's check out the date because I actually don't have that up. Um, July 21st. I am releasing this on July 21st, that Friday. Uh, a lot of information could come out in between me recording this and me releasing this, and so... If I have to come back and correct anything that I've said, I most certainly will. If I have to come back and add on to anything that I've said, I most certainly will. I want to be as accurate about this as I possibly can, but again, I also feel that it is important for me to talk about it because I 100% completely support the writers, the yeah, the Writers Guild of America and the uh, SAG-AFTRA strike. This is the industry that I'm breaking into. They are fighting. They are going on union for themselves and also to better um, have better deals for the new uh, generation, aspiring generation of writers and actors. That's me. I support it. But I also wish to talk about it in the most accurate of ways. So um, 
With that said, let's kick it into it. Why are SAG-AFTRA striking and who they are striking against? Uh, as of now, I believe the companies, um, they include Netflix, Amazon, Apple Plus, Disney, and Discovery slash Warner uh, Brothers, uh, NBC Universal, Paramount Plus, and Sony. And this is a big deal. There has not been a writer strike since the night the actor strike since the 1980s, and that was when Ronald Reagan was the president of SAG-AFTRA and not the United States. So. That's a big deal. Um, and there hasn't been a dual writer slash actor strike since the 1960s. It's historic. It is historic. Now, why are actors striking? Uh, for a few major reasons. Re residual slash streaming, much along the lines of what the writers are asking for to get paid more. So are the actors. A lot of people think that actors are millionaires or they, they make thousands so uh why should they why should they it's it's selfish of them to ask for more uh that's actually not the case for a lot of actors you guys are thinking um in terms of uh a-list actors which it's 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 a good it's a good thing that uh the a-list actors are speaking out and striking as well and and protesting on the picket lines uh because that's the best way they can they can help as well as donate funds, right? That's the best way they can help. I know it's all about eat the rich, but when the rich are actually helping, which is what we want, maybe let's not. Because I've seen a lot of people like hop on here and say, screw the actors, they're, they're millionaires, support the writers. You don't support the writers and not support the actors. You support both or you don't support. It's you support, it's one thing. So you support it or you don't. Um, but every time a TV show aired in a rerun, so all those SVU reruns, uh, yeah, the SVU cast is making bank. They get paid every time an episode airs. And even with movies, certain movies that play on TV, uh, actors get paid. That's not necessarily the case with streaming. You get paid that one time you're on set, and then if you go back and stream it again, watch the show, um, again, actors don't really get paid or they don't get paid enough um uh, a lot of actors even like series regulars on certain shows aren't getting paid enough as far as like funds they uh I can't think of her name right now but um and Orange is a New Black actress and you know Orange is a New Black was one of the shows that really put Netflix on the map is like that as far as streaming like not to say it was like Netflix's only thing, but Orange is a New Black really kind of kicked it off, right? Um, she only got paid, she made videos, and she was like in 44 episodes out of like maybe, I don't know, however many episodes that she came in later in the series, but like she was there for the remaining season series, and she only got paid like $27 maybe an episode. Like that's to be a series regular and get paid that much. And it's not just series regulars, because actors are also background actors. Um, they're crew sometimes, they're stand-ins and stuff. Like, these people deserve to get paid their work. They deserve not to be, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. No one deserves to live paycheck to paycheck, right? Like, in an ever-growing, ever-expensive economy, living paycheck to paycheck, living $27 an hour or a day or whatever... That's not gas and groceries. That's gas or groceries. Like, you gotta pick one. That's not okay. 
Um, the next big thing that they are um, striking against, uh, AI. Again, AI is, is very much of a problem uh, with the writers. Their scripts are being fed to AI generators in the hopes that AI-generated uh, computers programming can come up with a script just like it and then you don't even have to pay the writers. You can just go to AI to write your blockbuster movies, uh, hit TV series, best-selling books. Um, with actors, so in most cases, certain cases anyway, uh, the studios will take a body scan of you, and so you get paid for that first day of acting, um, and then maybe you're not on set, but then you look at another episode or a piece of a scene, um, and you see yourself in there, and you're like, that's not me, I wasn't even there that day. Yeah, that's because that whole body scan, they used your likeness, they own your likeness, they can create an AI-generated a body of you and throw you in there because they have your likeness and that's legal for them to do like they don't have to pay you uh you sometimes don't even have to know that you can look at yourself and be like I was not there for that day I don't remember that but there I am um that's that's terrifying right like I again I do not understand why we are trying to just incorporate artificial intelligence so much into our society I get it uh technology is uh, evolving and as technology evolves we as a society must but artificial intelligence has no place in the creative world like this special effects sure but even then there, there should be certain regulations but nowhere nowhere should ai uh, generated scripts ai generated people uh be there like ai should not have a place in the creative industry in the creative world like this if you rely on ai like this you are not a creative you are not and that's okay that's okay like, yeah, that, that's, that's totally okay. Maybe you're more of a programmer, which can technically be, like, creative. Um, but go, go do something with that. Go, go help somebody uh, be able to, to use AI to hear again, to walk again, or something like that. But even then, AI in general needs regulations because every day you will hear stories. You have one, you have all these movies about how artificial intelligence is going to take over one day. Um... But then you also have all these stories that are happening in real time where artificial intelligence is breaking from its programming to talk crazy to its programmer. Um, and in these movies, it's like artificial intelligence just randomly took over. No, in reality, uh, humans are helping artificial intelligence take over other humans. That's a mad thought. Like this, this whole thing is a movie script. Artificial intelligence should not have a place in society like this. Wow. The next big thing um, that actors are striking against, self-taping regulations. So it used to be you go in for an audition, you drive to your casting director, and the casting director on the behalf of the studios would um, have, they would have readers for you. So one, they'd have a whole studio, so you wouldn't have to worry about lighting or camera or audio or even a reader, right? Because they'd have all that for you. You'd go in, you'd read, you'd leave, It'd be based on your talent alone, right? How well you read that that line and if you're going to get a call back based on that talent. Now, um, self-taping, it's not bad, but it certainly could be regulated. So a lot of the 
costs are coming from your pocket so basically you're paying to audition and auditioning comes with costs anyway but before you'd have to drive and then drive back and maybe like an additional fee or something now um you have to film you're filming yourself which in theory would be like fine you get a friend to help read with you so maybe you'd read the lines better it'd be more freeing right um, you'd record it on your iPhone or whatever, what have you. You'd send it in, bing, bam, boom, on your way to whatever. However, certain people have uh, better ways of getting better quality. So certain people have better lighting, have better cameras, have better audio. And so if this person sends it in with their better audio versus you're a bit lacking quality, um they might be more likely to get picked over their quality of how they recorded it as opposed to their actual talent. And so to uh, even the stakes on that, um, actors will go to studios where you would rent out a studio that had the greatest lighting uh, quality, uh, audio quality um, and cameras and all that stuff and bring a friend and read and whatever would have you whatnot, right? That costs money. Also, it it's fine to have a healthy dose of competitiveness with another person going in to get a role, but this this whole thing invites like just a really difficult advantage over uh, certain actors in getting a role. Used to be you might be based on your talent alone, obviously other factors, but as far as like the quality of how you filmed, you'd be based maybe more on your talent. And now it's like, oh, they filmed this and they got a good lighting quality. The, the lines aren't read as well, but maybe we can work on that. So let's go. You know, like there should be regulation. Self-taping isn't bad. It's really convenient, but also there should be regulations. Um, so uh, there, there were meetings, right? They didn't just randomly sag after didn't just randomly decide to strike. They had been having meetings up until their contracts ran out. Um, and their contracts ran out, they didn't come to an agreement. SAG-AFTRA said that the AMPTP were being unreasonable and insulting, and the AMPTP uh, basically said the same thing about SAG-AFTRA. Now, I believe SAG-AFTRA. I stand with the actors. Why? Uh, outside of the obvious, um, you know, people sitting here talking about, oh, we're just going to wait out the writer's strike until they're homeless and broke, um, or... Uh, just these people being mega billionaires and just allowing people to starve. So outside of the obvious, um, in their statement, uh, the AMPTP uh, was talking about how they offered the SAG-AFTRA a historic deal and the SAG-AFTRA just didn't take it. You know what? <laughs> you know what? I firmly, firmly do not believe that anytime somebody is like oh this is a historic deal we've never offered this that is something you hear sales people say look on the real real on the low low this is a historic deal okay I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let you in on some stuff now this this is truly a historic deal no one else is getting this offer right like this this is just for you like come on that is bullcrap if i've ever fuck freaking if i've ever freaking heard it like that no we stand with SAG-AFTRA. So, what can the actors do? Um, what can they not and what can they do under um, striking? So, uh, this is the part where it's, certain things have been like questioned. What can they do and what can they not do? 
Um, so if I ever have to come back and, and update, this will be the part. But as of now, I believe certain things that they cannot do. One, uh, promo work. This includes interviews and panels, Comic-Con, which is happening next week or maybe this week um, in San Diego. Can't do that. Uh, no social media posts about projects, right? Like you can't go hop on your social and be like, hey, go check out the Barbie movie this weekend. Um, you, you can't do that. Like go see it if you want but like I as an actor would not be able to tell you I I can't shout out and say go see it right um tours premieres red carpets the Emmys are coming up a whole bunch of people got nominated strongly advised to not go to um that award show you can't do any tours or any promotion for any upcoming projects or any recent projects maybe we'll say starting with barbie um nothing nothing new uh no singing dancing stunts puppeteering and that includes international you have people filming certain shows certain movies um across seas and while the uk uh has different um rules about striking uh sag after people represented under sag after they have to pull out like a y'all can keep filming because that's y'all rules but me under them i'm not supposed to uh so what they can do certain things you can do a podcast but you cannot do any promotional work you can have a podcast that talks about uh commentary on the underappreciation of creativity in hollywood but you cannot have a podcast or go on a podcast uh, that promotes any type of recent or upcoming projects or work. You can do certain commercials and educational and non-broadcast programs under net under the network code, which is like soap operas and talk shows and whatnot. You can get on a talk show and talk about why Hollywood um, needs to do better, why you are striking, but you cannot hop on there and do any promotional work. Um, so this whole strike, while they, the actors need to remain at the forefront, this does not just affect the actors. It also affects content creators and the public. So I want to give my commentary on that real quick, and then we will move along. And it very much looks like we are, um, I'm already 18 minutes in, so it very much looks like we might just get to two more segments and then keep it pushing. Um, and then ended out rather, but we shall see. So, um, content creators, what you as a content creator, what I as a content creator should not do scabbing, which is working while others are striking. These people are not a lot of, (laughs) on TikTok, you would have a lot of people who content create, whose whole platform is based on reviewing and um shouting out certain movies and tv shows and what have you whatnot and so you had a lot of content creators hop up here and be like uh this is my job this is how i make money this and that that and this and it's like these actors also have to make money they're not striking for fun they're missing out on work as well uh solidarity worker solidarity like so um you should not take because a lot of a lot of studios are going to hit up big time content creators or maybe even small time content creators with huge followings with bigger followings rather um and be like hey do you want to go to this premiere do you want to shout out our work 
now is not the time to be taking deals just say no okay now yes if you are obligated by a third-party agency um to to do that kind of work you should oblige that is what sag has been saying you should oblige but after that after the contract is up you've done your work no new work or promotional work uh for any of the struck companies this is not the time for us to get our big break because this is not a big break it is it is a gimmick it is it is they're just using you and yeah you can say well i need the money so do these actors they are striking for themselves but also for us for better conditions for us just say no companies will approach you say no because when it is over when it is over these companies will drop you okay like do not think that you're gonna be the one that oh it's not gonna happen to me they're doing dirty they they um they're big stars so if you for one think it is not going to be you you're stupid it's very much going to be you so when this is over and they finally come to a deal that they can agree on they will drop you and you it will be that much harder for you to get work a lot of certain content creators i'm seeing is like well i have no interest in joining sag and after like that's not me like i have no interest in joining it one sag after touches a lot of things a lot two not to say that sag after can like explicitly tell one of their actors to like not be interviewed by someone at least i don't think they can they can certainly say this uh greedy person right here uh was working while you were trying to get better conditions for yourself and for them and they were really high key arrogant about it too maybe you don't want to get interviewed by them it affects you on that way as well like this this is not the time for content creators to get their quote-unquote big break. This is not a big break. Um, again, if you have like third-party obligations, yeah. Um, and as far as like what you can review, maybe try more independent films. Uh, so depending on... Um, certain agreements with the SAG-AFTRA actors still can uh act in independent films again they have to get certain um agreements uh from SAG-AFTRA but they still can work in certain stuff you will see them still working and stuff uh, you will see them still in the public they just have to get certain approvals so maybe go for more independent films maybe go for maybe even older films like like way older films or books or songs there's so much a part of pop culture that doesn't just revolve around movies and tv um in this specific time you're gonna have to not that i can tell you what you can and can't do but i'm just saying to be a scab no one wants to work with a scab when this is all over uh maybe go for more independent films go for shouting out why the strike is important why you support it as you should support it as a content creator especially if you are a content creator looking to break into the industry um talk about maybe see if you can get certain actors on your platform to talk about the strike why it's important or what have you what not uh anything but actually uh working during the strike and helping boost uh the sales of um studios right now now does that mean you have to get rid of your streaming services no and i meant to say that earlier because some of the um 
some of the uh, sites that they're companies that they're striking against big time studios right streaming you don't have to get rid of that by all means like keep it but just also don't go to bat for them right don't go to bat as far as public goes we as the public stepping out of the content creator kaya we as the public can help boost this by donating by talking about the strike supporting the strike uh striking if you actually can go to the picket lines go um and if you can't strike but you can make it to the picket lines offer food offer water um any way that you can help help the strike but what we as the public should not do i feel like this is really personal opinion i feel like we should not sit here and say pay the writers pay the actors because now my favorite show is in danger that don't sound a little selfish to y'all a little self-centered a little a little read the room type thing like that don't sound have your opinion but that that is so that's so ugh that is so uh these people are striking for better working conditions for themselves and for the future of actors and writers uh for you to sit here and say um my show is in danger now y'all really gotta pay these actors pay these writers yes we as the public should show outrage to these companies we should tell them we are not here for your ai generated scripts for your ai generated actors we want real people honestly that's a statement that i never thought i would actually have to say um but we want real people and we are not gonna watch your ai generated content Yes, we should have a level of outrage. Yes, we should be shouting out the strike and helping in any way we can. But that narrative, to me, again, this is a very personal opinion. That narrative, to me, is very selfish and very ick. Like, these actors, writers have so much other content to offer uh, outside of that one show. If, if, if it meant, if the writers and actors getting better paid meant my favorite show had to get canceled, bye sleepy hollow bye goodbye um uh what's another favorite show uh nikita goodbye um what's another favorite show like any of my favorite shows if they had to get canceled for the writers actors to get better goodbye because they have so much other content they could be not to like throw out how much work the actors and the crew have put into that but if it means them getting better wages for them to potentially maybe come back to that or to go on to better things okay this is not about me as a public my show my favorite show my favorite movie not coming out when it needs to when it's about to rather uh, and not being canceled like they can go if it means they get better pay but that that's kind of like me breaking into this industry I have a different view of it but like even like on a humanitarian level I just feel like that's so selfish to say I don't this is not about you as like a favorite TV show. We as the public should certainly show that we are not here for your AI generated content. We will not support that. You will start losing subscriptions, but we should not sit here and be like, okay, my favorite show is on the line. Now I gotta care. Like care because these people are not getting paid what they're worth and they're living paycheck to paycheck. You as somebody who is most likely living paycheck to paycheck can relate and it's not fair. It's not fair that these people are making shows that are getting y'all billions of dollars, uh, hundreds of award nominations, and sometimes awards for them to be paid $27 an hour a day. Like, that's not okay. So we should be showing outrage about that and less about my favorite shows in danger. 
that's just me. That's my opinion on that as what we as a public can do. Um, we as content creators certainly don't take any new work if you don't have to. Like I, it sucks to work a cubicle. M maybe go work a cubicle. Maybe go find another job. I'm sorry. I know that's a little like, I know that's not a great statement, but like, don't, don't, don't cross the picket lines. That will make it that much harder for you. Um, and chill out with this whole arrogant, I have no interest in joining SAG after. They touch a lot of things. And it, that even if you don't plan on joining, a lot of people are in it. And a lot of people will not talk to you because no one likes a scab. Um, that's just my commentary, my opinion on the actor strike so far. Um, I have about, including this episode, three episodes left within this season, and I most probably will either be talking about independent films, TVs, or yeah, more, more likely independent films, and or just more commentary on social um, topics in general, as well as books. Like, I probably won't be talking about um, TV shows that much. I think it is okay as a content creator to talk about shows, uh that were pre-strike but again we are ever learning so if I find out that I can I had planned to do I had planned to do first kill but um I don't want to I don't want to endorse or condone that show because it's a Netflix show so it's like uh. so I will probably do be doing more independent films for the remainder of the this season or books or like social commentary um less of like any newer things uh I might mention some shows like the bear um I had planned to talk about as far as like Sydney and Carmi more so I might do that if I bring up more of the shipping battle which I actually might because I just love talking about shipping but that is the actor strike so far we are still in the early stages of it by all means the one thing that I can shout through and through is support we must support the actors, the writers, the creatives. These are the people who you go home, you watch a TV show um, to relax. These are the people making that content. Whether you like it or not, the content or not, these are the people making that content and it is not okay for them to uh, be forced to write an entire episode by themselves um, or in a certain deadline, get paid be locked in rather get locked in on a six episode show that releases every 10 years for them to be stuck like that it's not okay for them to get paid like $15 an hour a day to act as a series regular or even as a background it's not okay to have to live paycheck to paycheck we as regular people we know this this is an industry that I am trying to break into and even if despite that whole this despite that rather on a human level, it's not okay. These are mega corporations and can't spare actual wages for people in an ever-growing, ever-expensive economy. And it's not just SAG-AFTRA and WGA. Uh, UPS is getting ready to strike. Um, I heard Waffle House is, is either getting ready to or is already striking. Uh, Y'all need to get in and check big corporations because th literally this is history of repeating itself and I just unions win most times like unions win most times it's gonna be hell trying to see how long the studios are gonna hold out but I just don't understand why you in a 
ever. You have billions. You're not losing much by giving people livable wages. Like, it's so frustrating. With that, because that's a 30-minute rant, that's 10 minutes longer than my WGA uh, rant, we will go ahead and kick it into our um, unpopular opinion segment where I give my commentary on an unpopular opinion that I've had. Um, And today's unpopular opinion, uh, keeping secrets. So I was reading a book recently and they had a line in there. So it was just a regular romance contemporary book. And it was these two people and they were secretly dating, but they didn't want their friends. They were all in this intergroup of uh, friendship, right? But they didn't want their friends to know that they were secretly dating because outwardly they disliked each other, right? And so the girl's best friend, she finally figured out that they were dating and she told her boyfriend, who was the guy's best friend, right? And so there's a line in there that's like, uh, oh yeah, I've known for a while now. Me and my girl, we don't have secrets from each other. Oh my God. Um, I don't feel like it's keeping secrets if you didn't ask. That character, he didn't ask if these two were dating. It's not a secret. And I also don't, even if you did ask, I don't feel like it's a secret because it's not your business to tell. Um, I will see this in movies and I know, I know there are people in real life that follow this whole guys. I don't care secrets from my, it's not your business to tell. It is not your business to tell. Oh, that is the quickest way for me to never tell you anything again. If I explicitly did not tell this person or even if I didn't explicitly but I just didn't tell them and I found out that you told them I don't care if it's oh Kaya likes the color purple um or oh Kaya has um I don't know uh, a green teddy bear at home I don't care if I told you that and then the next day I figure out they t- I'm never telling you something again because that wasn't your business to tell I don't feel like it is keeping secrets if one they didn't ask and two even if they did ask but it's not your business to tell. If it is not harming you or putting you in any danger, it's not your business to tell, trivial or not. Yo, that is the quickest way for me to never tell you anything again. Again. Because why do they know my business? Oh, I don't have secrets. It's not a secret. It's not a secret. I just didn't tell them. Uh, They didn't ask you about that. And even if they did, it's not your business to tell. Yeah, like that, it drives me. It could be another what drives me, but um, I just don't feel like it's keeping secrets if they did not ask. And even if they did ask, if it doesn't put you in danger or harm's way, it's not your business to tell. You could be like, hey, that ain't for me to tell. And it wouldn't be a lie because it's not. It's not. That's my little unpopular opinion. Uh, with that, we're going to keep it pushing, keep the segment short. Um, so that maybe we can get to our third topic or fourth topic. We'll see, because it's all pretty much short. The biggest thing I had to talk about today was the actor strike. So with that, let's kick it into our next topic, What You Reading, where I give my commentary on a book I've read. Today's book, A Touch of Darkness by Scarlett St. Clair. So this is a Persephone's Hades book, and I saw the sequel, or maybe I think it's a series a trilogy or a series so I think I saw like the third book um in Barnes and Noble one day and it looked interesting it sounded interesting but I was like this is the third book let me go find the first book so I found the first book A Touch of Darkness so let's get into the summary 
Persephone is the goddess of spring and title only. Since she was a little girl, flowers have only shriveled at her touch. After moving to New Athens, she hoped to lead an unassuming life disguised as a mortal journalist. All of that changes when she sits down in a forbidden nightclub to play a hand of cards with a hypnotic and mysterious stranger. Hades, god of the dead, has built a gambling empire in the mortal world and his favorite bets are rumored to be impossible. But nothing has ever intrigued him as much as the goddess offer him, offering him a bargain he cannot resist. After her encounter with Hades, Persephone finds herself in a contract with the god of the dead and his terms are impossible. Persephone must create life in the underworld or lose her freedom forever. The bet does more than expose Persephone's failure as a goddess, however, um, as she struggles to sow her, the seeds of her freedom, love for the god of dead grows, a love that is both captivating and forbidden. So it sounds interesting enough. It's not really a enemies to lovers, um, but I, it, it seemed interesting enough to me. Like despite it, I much prefer, if we're gonna do a Hades and Persephone retelling, for me it has to be enemies to lovers, honestly, because like he kidnapped her, he kept her against her will a little bit. Um, it's kind of like weird down here. She doesn't know what's going on. Um, she knows her mother is in sorrow. I think she had a close relationship with her mother. Um, and then when she finally gets to leave, he, he tricks her again, offers her a piece of fruit and she bites into it. And now she has to come back every few seasons, which is why there's winter and fall because in the spring and summer, she's with her mother and in the fall and winter, she's with Hades. And so Demeter, um, she's sad. So fall, spring. Uh, so I just feel like it should be. Uh, enemies to lovers if we're gonna do a retelling of Persephone and Hades um not to say that Hades is like a bad guy I do like the fact that all these newer stories about Hades kind of like reveals him to be honestly Hades has to be one of the most the least out-of-pocket guys did he kidnap a girl yeah did he did he trick her into staying with him yeah that's insane <laughs> but as far as like all the other guys go playing games with mortals lives and sexually assaulting and and all of that stuff and and killing mortals because their husband tricked them but we're not gonna get mad at him well Hera Hera couldn't really get mad at Zeus because he I think he the one time she tried to like take him on she failed and so instead she ended up just like taking it out on the mortals that he targeted but out of all of them, Hades has had this reputation that because he is the god of the dead, he's more along the lines of like what Christianity has viewed as the devil. Um, and so like he, he tries to rebel against um, Zeus and Poseidon. His, he hates that he was like the god of the dead. And I don't know if he like hates it, but like he's, he's the loner guy. He's the loner guy. Um, so I kind of like how all the other, these, these modern stories will like show that, yeah, he's, he's like the least out of pocket God. He's like, he actually gets a bad rep. Um, so I picked up this book, even though it wasn't enemies to lovers, it sounded interesting enough. Um, it's not bad, but it is another book that falls under my do not finish, uh, list. So Persephone is... A, she's the goddess of spring, but she can't really create life. So um, 
she feels like she is a failure and her mother doesn't really help in this interpretation her mother is like uh not abusive what's the word that i want to use uh, intruding she's very intruding she she has spies that are watching persephone she does not like that persephone is in the mortal world she wants her to be in olympia with her um especially here in new athens where hades uh, presides she's like do not go near that man we don't like him um persephone just wants to be a journalist and so she uh takes on this uh she gets an internship and then she takes on this this job this project that she has to interview hades he doesn't really take interviews so she comes back to his sin of den his den of sin um and she's like okay let's let's have a bargain i'll play a game you tell me an answer you win i'll tell you an answer yada yada so they do that and he ends up winning and he entraps her into a um a bargain he's like you can create life in um the underworld and i will let you go i will let you out of the bargain uh until then you have to come down here every so often and chill with me yada 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 it's fine enough uh it's so slow but at the same time so very rushed i for one hate books novels that are immediate oh my god he's just so handsome oh my gosh she's just oh i'm so i'm so you know feeling myself down there it's like yo i get that one night stands are a thing but like that doesn't really work to me that just does not really work in books like from the jump we 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 jump in bones and stuff like i just that does not work for me and that's kind of how this was um also it's not a super huge deal but she does still have her v card and it is very much uh it's not there are two types of stories around surrounding the v card right there's there's the one where it's like oh yeah i still have it it is what it be i'm more focused on my work i'm, I'm doing this i just haven't had time it'd be like that you know that's that's reasonable i think that was the more along the lines of this story uh then there's a second one that's like oh i still have my v card and i'm just ready to lose it and so i'm gonna auction myself off and sell it or i just need money so i'm gonna auction like that has got to just be the worst trope because like y'all don't feel gross writing that that's not this story here but it is it is known that she still has it and so when they very quickly uh get to that level um he's very rough and it's just i just didn't find it as enticing as it should be also one of the huge reasons that i didn't find it as enticing as it should have been is because the author used the word impaled she used the word impaled let's let's look up the definition i got it pulled up let's look up the definition of the word impaled impaled pierced or transfixed with a sharp instrument you want an example? His head was impaled on a pike and exhibited for all to see. Let's see, let's look around for some similar words. You know they got similar words. Um, you have stick, skewer, spear, pike, pin, transfix, pierce, stab, run through, bayonet, harpoon, lance, gore, disembowel, puncture, uh, transpierce. What about any of those words? What about any, any of those words? Scream. Happy time. 
and there's this that wasn't even halfway through the book it was very much hard for me to get through uh the book because it was so fast-paced but it wasn't like when we got there that was just immediately fast-paced and kind of gross to me i just don't understand you have all these words to use and you use impaled what about that word set um also like it's very clear that they are um attracted to one another uh and it's very it's very slow as far as this this bargain goes like she goes down there she comes back up it's really drawn out she's a bit whiny at times to be like a 20 something year old god obviously she's still young especially compared to him um saying that out loud sounds creepy but we have to remember that these are gods so but um it's just it's very it, it it's very it's very drawn out in times and then just like fast paced in others and so i don't even think i was halfway through the book when I finally got to that point and that was my quitting point that made me not really care to read it because it's like impaled impaled and then on top of that the story just uh, it just wasn't I don't want to insta lovey type Persephone Hades which is kind of what this was kind of also she's a bit bratty and he's a bit like too cold at times um and not like understanding is like you know she doesn't spend a lot of time with the other gods that she spends time with the mortals if you gonna be this person to fall for her or whatever at least explain also don't be so bratty demanding of gods yeah you are another god but you don't play the gods game and so if you're gonna play the gods game you need to make sure you know how to play the gods game i just it was not a book for me um I, I'm gonna stick with my enemies to lovers. So if anyone ha do I want to take book recommendations online? What, what the heck? We'll throw it out. If anyone has any good enemies to lovers, Persephone, Hades, um, romances, let me know. But this was kind of insta lovey, and she's a bit bratty at times, and then just like not bratty at times, but like more condescending, like Hades is talking uh you have two people you have a person he pleads his case as to why he wants his wife back from the dead of how she wasn't meant to die yet and Hades is like I can't do that and Persephone's like you're a god you can do whatever you want he's like there are rules sis you don't have ma he didn't say this to her but like you don't have magic you can't even create life right now so maybe let's just pipe down on how to tell me how to do my job he didn't say that to her but like check it out if you want I would give it a from what I've read, four and a half out of five, out of ten, it's it it's very much a do not finish for me. Um, check it out if you want. Let me know your thoughts on it. With that, let's kick it into our last segment. Look at that, we made it to four, um, and we're still at like forty-seven minutes. We might end a little early. <laughs> let's kick it into our last segment. College tip from a college graduate, where I, as a college grad graduate. Um, offer a hopefully helpful tad bit of college advice to uh, incoming freshmen or just people in college in general. Um, what works for you works for you. So if you have to experiment, by all means do that. That is what college is for. This is something that helped me and so I just hope it helps someone else out there. So today's tip, do work as you get it. I don't know if I've said this before, but it's, uh, it's okay to, to repeat this tip. 
do not do not let your work pile up um take on a tad bit at a time especially if you have classes back to back i i get it um so if you have to do most of your work in the evenings that day i kind of get it but honestly try to leave yourself at least an hour um in between classes where you can catch a bit of sleep in if you need to or do work as you need to um take class go back to your dorm or to the library do a tad bit of work especially if you've had if you have big final projects and the professor lets you know this is the big final project, you can work on it a little bit, do that. Do not, you do not want to be the person in the library at uh, midnight on a Saturday or certainly at midnight on a Sunday. Like, do work as you get it. Do not let that pile up to the weekend and then do it all on the weekend. No one wants to work on the weekend especially if you are in a major I was in a major that you know as I progressed Fridays uh became a day off for me I didn't have to go to class this Friday therefore I didn't do work on Fridays like I uh the most I would do work I would work up until noon on Friday and then the rest of the weekend would be to myself do not be the person that that lets your work pile up that's even if you have pretty uh, easy classes, you still kind of want to do work as you get it. Uh, it just, it helps in the long run. Um, obviously if you have, if you're short on time, at least do a, like a little bit of research or math problem here and there. But, um, my advice would certainly be do not allow work to pile up. It's so hard to kind of like dig yourself out of that hole once you start doing it. Certainly do work as you get it. Uh, that's just a tad bit of hopefully helpful college advice from a college graduate. And that's Kai's commentary. If you like this episode, do please like this episode. Give it a thumbs up. Hit the follow slash subscribe button. Let me know any of your thoughts and opinions in the comment section down below. Do you agree or disagree on any of the segments that I had? Be respectful, but certainly let me know in the comment sections down below. Um, I will say this uh don't don't hop in my comments talking about you disagree with the actor strike like wait now these people are fighting for their rights if you against people fighting for their rights uh legitimately fighting for their rights not fighting for certain not going to the capital and doing certain things but legitimately fighting for their rights if you are against that mm, side eye but do please be respectful and let me know any of your thoughts and opinions on any of the segments that i had um leave likes leave comments follows all that good stuff thanks for listening thanks for watching see you next week